This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3, getting you ready for today's sports day. You know, three of the first four games have been at home, so you know, at some point in time you're going to have to venture out outside the 806, so that'll be... That'll start this week. While having a little fun along the way. Always good if you can blame it on somebody else, right? Yeah, sure. Especially some media guy. Sure. Right, some media guy. Catch the show live weekday mornings from 6 to 9 on Lubbock Sports Station. Double T 97.3. Do this morning on the morning drive. You ever think about being an instructor of anything? I don't think I'd be very good. <laughs> well, you're kind of an instructor of us. You're our instructor. Oh, okay. You're our leader. You're our... You're our fearless leader. Um, Nobody really listens, though. Oh. I don't command the kind of respect that a Top Gun does. <laughs> sure you do. You get it. Command or demand. <laughs> command or demand. I should have probably apologized to our uh, podcast audience that will be listening to this when they download it on their respective podcast uh, sites because copyright won't let me have fun. That's really what it comes down to, which is why we encourage you to listen to the morning drive right. Monday through Friday right from here. 6 o'clock until Live 9 o'clock every day. We're here every day, right? You get to hear all this if you were listening to the radio. So I apologize to the <laughs> podcast listeners. All right. We will uh, have Red Raider basketball on the air for you in six hours. So it'll be a 1230 broadcast, which is 830 Hawaiian time in the morning. So it's an early wake up call for uh, for those fellas. It's uh, 233 in the morning. All right. Which I guess gives you beach time. I don't know. I was thinking about that yesterday going. Yeah, I can oh. imagine that Coach Adams doesn't want to spend too much time on the beach in the sun when they're playing a game the next day. Well, I mean I mean you're gonna be you're gonna be done. You oh, know. I'm sure they'll spend some, but yeah. I mean just not a long period yeah. of time. You get, you, get, you, get a, you get a little you get a little bit. Uh we get this on the Eight Morning Center chat line. Uh, Jamie Lynn, instructor of sarcasm. I don't know if you're as sarcastic as others. Yeah, I mean, especially with Chuck, I don't think I'm sarcastic. I think I just come pretty straightforward <laughs> with my thoughts, right? You do. Yeah, you do. Hey, I saw this yesterday, and I think it I think it bears some note. It's a, I find it interesting, and so I'm going to share it with you. And then I think when this was announced and when this person found out to me is, uh, is even more interesting. It, it makes it even sound more... Uh, more real. So her name is Olivia Pichardo. She is a utility player and walk-on at Brown University. Uh, it was announced yesterday by the school that she has become the first woman to make an active NCAA Division One baseball varsity team. Oh, cool. Okay. Uh, she was a pitcher and outfielder for the U.S. baseball women's national team this past summer. Played varsity baseball in Queens, New York, and also played uh, club baseball in uh, New York as well. Uh, the Brown baseball coach, Grant Achilles, Achilles, said he was impressed by her athleticism during her initial tryout and in subsequent practices. He is in his ninth season as the coach. He called her the most complete walk-on tryout I have seen from a player since becoming a head coach. Okay? Cool. So she has earned this spot, one of 31 players to make the roster for the upcoming spring season. Now, what... I don't know how many they would get down to, you know, if it's 28 or 25 or, you know, then there's a travel squad as well that, that's limited to. Yeah, I don't know if Brown's the same as is in the Big 12, but I think in the Big 12 you're allowed 35. So. Okay, on the active roster? Yeah, you can't travel with all of them mm -hmm. but for a Big 12 series. but 
But here's the thing that I, I found interesting about this that made me feel like, okay, this is not just a publicity stunt by the school or her or the coach. She found out she made the roster during a team meeting on October 4th. So it sounds like this is kind of a normal routine for them of when they would announce who's on the, on the squad for the spring, as opposed to she finds out October 4th and October 5th, they're putting out a press release on it. Right. So good for her. Good yep. for her. No doubt. Um, just thought that was, I just found that, uh, just found that interesting when I saw that uh, last night. All right, uh, Joey McGuire met with the media yesterday. We'll get some of his thoughts on uh, on his football team and, and what he has to say. Uh, he did say um, that Malik Dunlap, Malik Dunlap and Ty Buchanan will be back this week uh, to play. Um, he said also that it's possible that Mason Tharp would be back, although um, was not totally sure about that. Both of those guys suffered injuries really early in the week. Kind of sounds like both of them on Tuesday. He did not want to go into the injury for Malik Dunlap. More, I think more out of just safety for Malik because he didn't want somebody coming after him. Um, so I don't know if it's head, shoulder, knees, or toes. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and didn't give any indication of that. So I, I uh, certainly respect that. He, uh, he did say that Thanksgiving was one of his favorite holidays. And he did say that with regard to, you know, the students, he encouraged them all to come back. And basically he said what we all know, that um, by Saturday night you'll be tired of your parents and ready to come back. So come on back. (laughs) (laughs) There's times that uh, Joe McGuire says something that I'm like, okay, whatever. And then there's times that he says something I'm like, you know, that man's speaking the truth right there. (laughs) There's, There's a lot of truth right there. He's. Fish, friends, family go bad after three days. He did. Uh, he did look around his house the other day, and he told his wife that, "Hey, Christmas is out. It's an insult to Thanksgiving." Felt like they were showing some disrespect to Thanksgiving at his house, getting ahead of the getting ahead of the game a little bit. So, anyway, um, so we will get some thoughts from him on uh, on his uh, his team, and uh, he's he said that. Uh, He's been really pleased with how his defense has played and that uh, they're trying to change the culture um, of how the defense is looked at here. And they started that way back in, uh, in the spring and then, and then continued in the fall. In fact, he said, and this is, was a little inside baseball for all of us, but, and I don't know how many buses they take to the airport or how many buses they take when they're, when they're just going to, to practice, you know, even when they're here. Uh, they spend the night in the hotel, but he said bus one has been designated as the defense, not the offense. And uh, he said he wanted to be a complete team. And he said even the bus driver was shocked when uh, bus one wasn't the offense. So he said he, he wants the, he said the defense has played with a little chip on their shoulders since Tyree Wilson hasn't been playing. And uh, not that anybody thought that they couldn't win without them, but just trying to step up to play uh, and fill the gap that he leaves. Uh, with him not playing. Well, they so, definitely played well without you know, Tyree this week. That's yeah, for certain. Yeah. So anyway, a couple things there from uh, Coach McGuire from yesterday. Tyler Shuck will start at quarterback. That's no surprise. And now you have a situation where all four, all three guys have started four games. Shuck, Donovan Smith, and Baron Morton. And Baron Morton is only available if they absolutely need him. So he's still uh, trying to recover and get completely healthy from his foot injury. 
You're listening to the Morning Drive Podcast from Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3, recapping the night that was in the world of sports. A little bit later on tonight, uh, we'll have uh, the Astros and the Diamondbacks. That'll be at 8. And then the Rangers playing at Seattle uh, tonight. And also bringing some humor to your day. When? Was it pretty big? Yeah. I mean, it's impressive? It's, yeah. Was it fascinating? It was. I thought it was fascinating. It kind of smelled, but I mean. <laughs> Hear the show live weekday mornings at 6 on Double T 97.3 or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. 11-22-22. Here's Jeff McGuire. 1945 is where we will start today because Cleveland's Cleveland Rams end Jim Benton gains 303 yards in a 28-21 win over the Detroit Lions. It's an NFL single-game rushing record that would stand for over 40 years. Wow. 1957, Mickey Mantle wins the AL MVP for the second time. 1961, Frank Robinson of the Cincinnati Reds is selected as the NL MVP. 1972, in Pittsburgh, the Penguins sent set an NHL record for scoring the fastest five goals in two minutes and seven seconds in a 10-4 win over the St. Louis Blues. Gosh. 1987, the 37th Winston Cup, goes to Dale Earnhardt Sr. 1989, Major League Baseball center fielder Kirby Puckett signs a record $3 million per year contract with the Minnesota Twins. A record. A record at the time. Man, how how quickly that's changed over the last 30 years. I mean, it's not quite the minimum, but, you know, that one's getting close. No question. Yeah, that's a great point. And in 1996, O.J. Simpson takes the stand as a hostile witness in the wrongful death suit filed against him, saying it is, quote, absolutely not true, end quote. But if I did it, here's how I would do it, and here's the book to buy. It is National Cranberry Relish Day. I'm out on the cranberry relish. Just like the cranberry sauce coming out of the can. That's it. Okay, I'm on a, out on cranberry and relish. And happy National Cashew Day. We're out of the big, cashew. Big fan of the cashews. I'll, I'll eat some cashews. Happy birthday to former baseball Red Raider, Reed Redman. <laughs> you give me a look. Don't keep talking. <laughs> Happy birthdays to Scarlett Johansson, who's 38. Mark Ruffalo is 55. Jamie Lee Curtis, 64. Billie Jean King, 79. And Joe Nathan is 48. Who is Joe Nathan? Former uh, Rangers closer. Ranger closer. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Really, his best, best years were with the Twins. Oh, by far. Yeah. Also pitched for the Giants. And while everyone will probably expect me on today to go to Dallas, mm-hmm. we're not going to go there instead. We're okay. going to go a couple other places because in 1718, mm-hmm. the the pirate Blackbeard was killed off of North Carolina. Oh. In 72, the first B-52 was shot down over North Vietnam. In 1988, on this day, the stealth bomber was unveiled. And in 1990, Margaret Thatcher resigns as prime minister in Britain. Of course, there's another one, but, you know, that's for another day in this day in sports history. All right, 6.50 this morning here on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. 
Take your thoughts, comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to Double T ninety seven three mobile app. Uh, on that, presented by Happy State Bank, we get this from a comment that I made uh, earlier this morning uh, with regard to the defense. Tap the brakes on a defensive effort against a pathetic Iowa State offense. Okay, you can you can say tap the brakes. I mean, I get it, but still, you had two goal line stands that. You know, you don't make either one of those, you lose the football game, and we're trying to figure out how to get bowl eligible. So I'm not here to suggest that they're, you know, this defensive just, you know, giant, but they have played substantially better than what we have been accustomed to here. And I think that's the, the point that everybody should, that I'm trying to make, and I think that's part of the point that Coach McGuire was trying to make yesterday. Mm, plain and simple, you won the game because of your defense on Saturday, right? It wasn't because of anything your no offense doubt. was doing. No doubt. Uh, the interesting part is you got outgained by you know 180 yards in the contest. <clears throat> they were able to move the ball up and down the field mm-hmm. uh, between the 20s, but then struggled inside the 20 and you know missed field goals, and then had the goal line stands. You know, the one thing that I would say is that. As I said on the chat line, I don't think Iowa State's offense is good. I think it's pretty bad. Uh, but remember, they did score 24 versus Baylor, 21 versus Texas, and they uh, 31 versus West Virginia. And your offense, excuse me, your defense did a better job making plays than those defenses did. So um, I, I think somewhat the point is fair, and that Iowa State's offense is bad. But it's also that you know you do you did a better job against some of those better teams in the Big Twelve Conference, like Baylor and Texas, that they did against them. So, mm-hmm. and that was on their home turf. So I think something needs to be said for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, at any rate, uh, like I said, I mean, I know I know it's uh, they weren't just you know this offensive machine that you stopped, but still the point is is that you stopped them when you needed to, mm-hmm. and then that's been something that. You, in years past, in certain circumstances, that you haven't been able to do. Yeah. So, I mean, for that, I that I tip my hat. Uh, on Saturday, and they, they have not announced a specific number yet or um, a list yet because it'll be it'll be senior day uh, for Texas Tech with it being the last uh, game of the season. And uh, they expect 20-plus members of its senior class to be honored. Uh, so part of this is maybe they don't know specifically who is potentially going to come back. Uh, there are a number of guys that could come back and some guys that could participate. Um, Coach McGuire did say that he expects Dadrian Taylor Demerson uh, to be back next year uh, and and Reggie Pearson uh, to be back next year. Good news. He, um, he encourages them to come back. He also encourages them if they're thinking about, you know, leaving uh, to not miss the opportunity for a senior night, uh, even if it's potentially a second time uh, or could be a second time. Um, apparently, the, some of the players have said, hey, you know, we're kind of used to that, so it is it is what it is. A second time? Well, I mean, because there's some guys that could participate knowing that they're going to come back and then going through it again next year. If they're knowing they're going to come back, why would they? Why would they participate this year? Well, it's if there's doubt in their mind that they're going to come back. If there's doubt, so they don't know. Yeah, yeah. So if you think you're going to, if you think you're not going to come back, 
go it, but you still could go ahead and go through it. And if you go through it again a second time, it's okay. Next year, he also said that he would never ask a player. He said he's told them this from the beginning to come back when they should have come out and gone to the NFL. So he's made that pledge to them as well. You're tuned in to the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3, recapping the night that was in the world of sports. That's not to say that they don't respect the run game that you have, but you're talking about one quarterback leading the, the conference in passing so far this year. And remember, he didn't start the first game. Right. He still played a lot, though. And also bringing some humor to your day. I, I just don't want to disappoint you. I just... As much as I disappoint you, I don't want to disappoint you in some things that you expect from me. Hear the show live weekday mornings at 6 on Double T 97.3 or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. It's the day before the day before Thanksgiving. You know, Wednesday night is uh, Thanksgiving Eve is one of my favorite nights of the year. I think cool. I've told you that uh, many, many times. Is that because the it's the Wednesday, the day that all the work has to no, get done? No, 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 no. I just... Uh, I don't know, for whatever reason, I just, uh, the smells of the house and just never really had a whole lot going on that night and just kind of, you can ease your way into uh, Thanksgiving and kind of get ready for the, the day the next day and so I just have always, always liked that night, the night before Thanksgiving. It's a good one. Yeah, so look forward to uh, plenty of football on Thursday. We'll have games for you all day long. Begins with the Bills and the Lions from Detroit. Bills have been there since last uh, Saturday and with the uh, snowstorm. Man, they had to battle just to get out of their homes, uh, just to get to the airport, uh, which had been closed because of all the snow. But uh, And this comes as no surprise to me or probably should not to anybody, but the Bills fans and the Bills Mafia uh, kind of bounding together to help the Bills players get out of their neighborhoods, you know, shoveling them out and making sure that they got in their cars and things like that. And I'm not saying that that wouldn't necessarily happen anywhere, but I just kind of feel like with that city and, and that fan base, that that, again, comes as no surprise. They are definitely an interesting crew. <laughs> yes. Uh, we have the you've Cowboys. been through what they've been through. You're clearly not mentally stable mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. the time. Uh, Cowboys and the Giants, that should be a delicious 325 matchup. So if you're planning your dinner, plan it accordingly accordingly um and then uh, patriots and the vikings uh will play thursday night from uh, minneapolis uh somebody says this if you worked in grocery it wouldn't be your favorite chuck no i know i i understand that the folks that work at the grocery stores i mean that's a hellacious day i would imagine that's the day generally speaking the wednesday before thanksgiving is the day that you know my wife gets everything handled before then because she would tell you that basically you see a lot of men that are going to the grocery store to get the, the one or two or three item things that need to be gotten. There's a lot of there's a lot of staring at aisles and things like that, just trying to figure out where everything is. Okay. Uh, let's see. A bullfighter. Millionaires can't get out of their own houses, but the average Joe's can. What's up with that? Oh, that's a little harsh, Bullfighter. All right, let's uh, get some thoughts from Joey McGuire. He spoke to the media yesterday. Um, he talked, and we've talked a little bit about the defense uh, from Iowa State game uh, on Saturday, but he talked uh, specifically about the defensive buy-in uh, versus Iowa State uh, last Saturday. I think the buy-in of 
historically Texas Tech has been so great on offense and that it's almost like a afterthought, you know, like that. I'll just tell you, <clears throat> the bus driver week one was shocked that bus one was not offense. Bus one is defense. And so just that entire mindset of we want to be a complete team, but we want to be led and have a demeanor of playing really good defense here. And, and so I think they're buying into that. We talk about it all the time. I think some of those guys actually had a chip on their shoulder that Tyree wasn't going to play. And not in a bad way because, man, you're talking about a group of guys that love each other, but also of like, hey, I know I've got to step up and I've got to play at a high level. And so I think that had a lot to do with it. It's uh, Coach uh, Joey McGuire. Uh, Tim DeRuiter is the defensive coordinator for this Texas Tech team. Man, he has done a fantastic job. You want to do many anything and everything you can to, to keep this guy around as long as you can. I feel like the defense was heading in the right direction with, with Coach Wells and company, mm-hmm. and um, they had done a, a good job through the portal of improving the talent that you had on the defensive side of the ball. But I definitely feel like Coach DeRuiter is taking it to a different level. And obviously the emergence of your your big man on the defensive line and, and Tyree Wilson was was huge part of that. But, yeah, it just feels like uh, the arrow was pointing in the right direction. Absolutely. And Coach DeRuiter has maybe lifted the arrow and pointed it higher than – you know, than than you were projecting before. He realized the arrow was going in the right direction. He didn't try to turn the direction of the arrow. Yeah, but instead of making it like a steady climb, he made it like an like a rocket ship, more yeah. uphill one. Mm-hmm. Here is uh, Coach Deruder on uh, the fourth down stops uh, near the goal line against Iowa State. Well, um, you know, you, you call certain calls that we've practiced a bunch. Um, you know, down there, they're either going to run the ball inside. Uh, if they think you're pinching, maybe you'll see outside runs or you're going to see some type of play action. And we have a few different calls that give us an advantage. Um, and you've got to kind of not guess with it, but you know, play the percentages of what you think. And I thought our guys executed really, really well in those circumstances and refused to stay blocked. Um, you know, on the play action, I thought, you know, Mud and, and JP did a great job of creating edge pressure, making the quarterback step up. And Tony did a great job of, of getting off his block and, and finishing on the quarterback on, on the run. I think they misblocked it, but JP had a great get off and beat the block and got up the field to you know to make the play on the uh, uh, the power run that was supposed to go into the boundary. Um, it just it, we practice those things all the time, and so to see our guys go into the situation and execute because you don't always practice goal line. Uh, you, you know you practice it every week, not knowing if you're even have it in have a situation to call it but uh, our guys did it and we had some new guys in there you know miles cole had to go in for uh tyree being out and he, he did a, a really nice job as well can tell that uh coach patterson i think is probably or coach the uh, is a pretty I, I would say somewhat emotional guy i'm not seeing him practice per se but you know he's, he's always pounding the table when he's talking to us so i can only imagine what he's doing when he's talking to his kids yeah, you know, because because he gets he gets he gets a little fired up. Either that or he's a hand talker. <laughs> yeah, I think he's a hand talker too. No. Yes. he's a he's a hand talker. But I think they I think they have. I think they've 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 stepped up and and done what they've uh, needed to do. By the way, as far as uh, Tyree Wilson is concerned, Coach McGuire really campaigning for him to be 
not only the Big 12 uh, Defensive Player of the Year, but a consensus All-American. And so really... I'd uh, love to see it. I would too. And, uh, you know, it's... Uh, it's it's uh, it's disappointing that he's not going to get to finish out, but uh, certainly understand why he did what he did. Uh, Tim DeRuiter talking about Tyree Wilson's uh, impact. Uh, he said the stat line is evident. He said, but more than just the statistics that he has put up, he said he has practiced hard and that he has set the standard here. In fact, he called Tyree Wilson setting the gold standard. Okay. So um, anyway, I, they're they're uh, obviously going to miss him, and uh, but he's going to be the type of player that they're wanting to recruit, and then hopeful, also hopeful to you know have them play the way that they that he didn't, but also practice the way that he did as well. Seven twenty three this morning here on the morning drive. Both Coach McGuire and Coach DeRuiter really praising Adrian Fry yesterday. Uh, Coach McGuire going as far as saying they told the team and made it a point to tell the team on Sunday uh, that the way that Fry played and and how he had an impact on the game that didn't feel like they won the game, would win the game without Adrian Fry and really kind of lauded his attitude for a guy that got injured, lost his job, but never complained. And then when his number was called, uh, performed. So was uh, very appreciative of how... uh, Adrian Fries handled himself uh, this season uh, since uh, since he got injured and then basically couldn't get back into the starting lineup because of the play that was uh, being done in front of him. But yet, when he when needed to, stepped up and made huge plays for the Red Raiders. Your morning blend of sports. K-State is uh, coming off a big win over Oklahoma. Of course, the Red Raiders off their 37-34 overtime win over number 22 Texas and humor. Sure to tell them that you you suggested that, <laughs> and of course they got a big laugh. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three. Catch the show live weekdays from six to nine on Double T ninety seven three FM or on the Double T ninety seven three mobile app. What's in your brain that you would like uh, us to answer? All right, my question for you today goes to Red Raider men's basketball. Okay. We're four games into the season. You picked mm-hmm. up your first loss yesterday, so you're three and one. What concerns you? You got one thing. What concerns you the most about this Red Raider team? Let's see. I, I think it's still going to be offensive production. Um, shot 43.5% from the field yesterday, 23 of 62, 6 of... 16 from beyond the arc, uh, but scored just 65 points. Only got to the free throw line seven times. You were five of seven. So I'm just going to say, do you have a prolific score that can help you on those nights where you really need a big bang? Okay. Jeff? Specifically from behind the arc is where I would go. Um, College basketball is very much following the path of the NBA where you need three point shooters and you've been better, but I don't, as you, you've seen there are times that when the other team's just hitting lights out, there's nothing you can do about it. And you haven't had that type of experience from behind the arc in quite a while. 25 for 69 so far this year, 
shooting at a 36% clip from beyond the arc. You'd love that number to be up closer to 40 or at 40. But you're better. I mean, you've improved in that from mm -hmm. a few seasons ago where it felt like you were shooting 12%. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm going to go with depth inside. Uh, I, I continue to feel like Daniel Bochel is so incredibly important mm -hmm. to this team, but you just don't have a lot of depth behind him. Uh, yesterday we saw Robert Jennings get into the game and he got an offensive rebound and had a lay-in. Uh, so he gave you a little bit of something off the bench, but he didn't play many minutes in yesterday's game. It just feels like uh, Coach Adams has decided, you know, at times he's going to go small. He's going to put K.J. Allen in there, and I just don't know if that works against quality teams, you know, if you're playing so much smaller. And I know Kevin O'Banner can play inside and out, and he does a good job there. But I do feel like – I remember last year being worried about – or maybe it was the year before, being worried about your depth in the interior. And then as we got into Big 12 play, it was like, well, nobody else has a lot of bigs either. It's kind of maybe just the way college basketball is. But uh, I, I definitely feel like you could have used a little bit more depth. And that maybe speaks to the fact that you've played three teams this year in the non-conference that weren't great, great basketball teams. I'm not saying they were terrible, but you played three and you're still only plus three in rebounding at this point of the season. Mm -hmm. So, um, I don't know. I, 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 man, I have loved what we have seen from Bacho so far. But there's going to be games where you're going to need somebody else to contribute inside and be able to slow down a decent big man, and it's not going to be Bacho. Who's going to be that guy? Yeah, I mean, and you, you know, just in listening to the game yesterday and listening to Jeff Haxton point out that, you know, Bacho, I mean, he he got winded. I mean, um. I mean, he, well, he got he, injured twice. Yeah, and he got he got knocked down the one time that I heard. Uh, but yeah, uh, but I mean, he just he took himself out of the game at at, at one point in time. He he played um, played twenty four minutes. But that speaks to what you were just talking about having, you know, AMAC or or somebody. Yeah, you know, and the, and AMAC's obviously the big question. We just don't know when he's coming back. Yeah, no. Is it going to be? Is it going to be conference? Is it going to be before the end of? Uh, you know the non-con, um, but you know here we are, right, right at uh, Thanksgiving. Well, Jay Billis said three weeks yesterday. He seemed pretty confident in it, and you know a lot of times coming back in three weeks. Yeah, yeah. A lot of times, uh, coaches tend to tell the national media more than they tell the local media. Okay. And so Jay Billis was very matter of fact with it. Said that he'll be back not not too. I think he said not too, but maybe the week after that. Seem very confident in that. Okay. Well, we hope that he's right. That's right. You know, because the sooner that you can get him back, the better off that uh, that you will oh, be. Oh man, he'd be a huge asset. Yeah, huge asset. Uh, somebody had asked if he's out for the season of Bardos Amac. No, he's not. Uh, at least that's our understanding. Uh, at least the, the thought. But man, yeah, you, never, I don't you think, never know with feet, right? Yeah, no, that's fair, especially with big men. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. And I don't think there ever was rumors of it being that long. I think. For the most part, initially, I thought it was that he would be back before conference play started, and then there was maybe a little bit longer than that, but it seems like that's not the case. Uh, this person says, three-point shooter, question mark. Uh, Kevin O'Banner needs to be the O'Banner from last year and bring it. The new kids will follow him. Yeah, so far for him, just three for ten from behind the arc. Pop Isaacs has been your best three-point shooter. He's been really good. Uh, Chuck, your prolific shooter, scores now playing for Illinois. That's... Uh, 
That's unfortunate. I mean, it's just, uh, it's just, it's just prolific shooter. Yeah, but I, I wouldn't. He's not a prolific I shooter. I wouldn't call him a prolific shooter. No. no, no. I'm just reading what the text said. I wouldn't call him a prolific scorer. Mm-mm. Thought he had the potential to be that way, but no. didn't turn out to be that yeah. way. And, and unfortunately, I mean, look, yeah. I mean, he didn't want to be here, so he left. So there you go. Uh, after yesterday's game, Tech men's basketball, Tech men's basketball is now one and four all time versus Creighton. How does that sit with you guys? Uh, I really hadn't given very much consideration to that. I mean, some of the, there's one that's recent history that's still, you know, and listening to Choice Woodman yesterday on the end of the bench that still sticks in his craw. And then there's a couple that from a long time ago that just, okay, well, whatever. It's one of those really good mid-major basketball programs. Yeah, yeah they've just been, yeah. they have been, like yeah. you said, very good. I would prefer the Red Raiders be 5-0 and against them, though. Sure, absolutely. you going to be honest. Right, right. I mean, does yeah. it, how does it sit with me? Well, I don't like it, but I mean. But it's not keeping me up at night either. It's mm-hmm. not keeping me up at night. I'd rather lose to them than TCU. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's, that's fair. Anyway, um, let's see. Uh, seven thirty-eight this morning here on the morning drive. Hey, we got some tickets for Texas Tech and Oklahoma. These are reserved seats, as a matter of fact. So if you'll be the first caller, if you can use four, we'll give you four. If you only need two, we'll give you two. So give us a call right now at eight zero six seven seven one zero nine seven three. That's eight zero six seven seven one zero nine seven three. The first person to get to Jeff will win four tickets, and you can go watch the Red Raiders play. On Saturday evening, it's the 6.30 broadcast. We will have it for you, or 6.30 kickoff, I should say. We will have it for you, beginning with Optimum Game Day Live, presented by United Supermarkets at 7. And the kick is at 6.30 from inside Jones Stadium, as opposed to outside. They're going to play inside the stadium, Jamie. It's good. On the floor of the uh, turf there uh, at Jones Stadium. So look forward to that final game of the year. Seven home games this year, and you have a chance to win six for the first time in quite some time. And be above 500 in the Big 12 since 2009. Your first Saturday, the day after Thanksgiving, Saturday after Thanksgiving since 2008. So I need to have a big crowd on Saturday. Getting your sports day started the right way. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Breaking down the biggest games. If Texas Tech does not win the Big 12 football conference, who are you rooting for to win the conference? If Tech does not win it this year. Well, busting some chops along the way. I hold back on sending you stuff. I mean, I'm very, very, very judicious. We spend three hours a day, five right? days a week together. Why yeah. do, Why would yeah. we need to communicate during the weekends? <laughs> right. Save we it for the show. We, know. We, save, we do. We save it for the show. Tune into the Morning Drive Live weekdays from 6 to 9 on Lubbock Sports Station. Double T 97.3. 801 this morning here on the morning drive. You went into a lot of effort this morning, uh, Mr. McGuire. It's not really effort when it's something you enjoy doing that needs to be done that uh, others will enjoy as well. Okay. Notice no one's complaining about it. They're all sitting back and smiling and realizing that all of these are great quotes from the movie that was quoted yesterday and said, is that from a video game? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like the horse is dead on that deal. but maybe. Oh, you haven't even gotten to this hour. And you're only going to be here for part of it, which is a little disappointing. This entire hour is the flyby hour. Oh, okay. The number of times the flyby is mentioned from the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a gross misuse of resources by you yesterday. 
If we're all entertained, it's not a gross misuse no. of resources. No. We are here to entertain. Well, as we're using his skill set for the forces of good and not evil. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, it's 8.03 this morning on the morning drive. Good morning. We come to you from the First United Bank studio in downtown Lubbock, all part of the Double T 97.3 compound. As uh, we look forward to hearing from you on the Yates Flooring Center chat line, benchmark hotline as well. It is open at 806-771-0973. 815, I'll give away some more tickets, and we'll give away some more tickets for Texas Tech and Oklahoma on Saturday night. It's a 630 kickoff, and the weather is supposed to be very accommodating on uh, on Saturday. I think it's in the high 60s. Awesome. And so I think the low is about uh, 47, what I've seen. So should be uh should be a beautiful evening for... Uh, not Some too, college football. Yeah, not too bad at all. So. I mean, nice. Uh, Nick says this, uh, great job, uh, Jeff, on the tunes. Love the 80s. Love Top Gun. Okay. Uh, a couple of you have uh, pointed out on the Yates Flooring Center chat line about the uh, Lane Kiffin, quote, breaking lo- news by our former colleague, John Shokoloff. But uh, we'll see. We'll see if that's true or not. He's uh, reporting that Lane Kiffin is going to leave Ole Miss and go to Auburn. And uh, Lane Kiffin has uh, twice responded to him uh, via the tweet, um, saying that it was news to him and then mocking uh, John Sokoloff's uh, Twitter report with one about John Sokoloff, about him uh, leaving his uh, current employer for another television station. I mean, (laughs) if Lane Kiffin is going to do that, then surely he's not going. Yeah. To Auburn, right? Mm-hmm. That would make the most sense to me, but then again, I just there's just so many uh things that happen in the world today that I would have never thought I would have seen five years ago. So maybe this is one. Uh somebody uh, several of you. Now now I look at the weather forecast, it has changed dramatically. Now it's a high of forty nine and a low of thirty five. Oh man. Yeah, I know. So that's why I don't do the weather. Chuck Hines jinx. It's, it's like now it's like this the Gates Flooring Center chat line is just blowing up on the on the weather forecast. Apparently everybody saw the weather last night but me. I gotta I gotta be honest with you. I I fell asleep pretty early yesterday. So you're gonna um, you're gonna have to pull out the turtleneck. Yeah, probably will. Yeah. Yeah, yeah probably will. Not the visor though. You don't want a half a hat for something like that. No, I might wear a skull cap. No, I had a stocking cap on. I had a stocking cap on for the uh, last home game between Texas Tech and KU. I had a have a nice Chiefs stocking cap that I've had for a number of years. So it was it worked out well for me. Mm-hmm. It's good. Uh, weather now has changed. Possible high of high of forty eight. Possible snow in the morning. Ew. Wow. <laughs> Wouldn't mind having a little snow, but I mean that—that'll kind of make it for a chilly optimum game day live, right? Some of us are going to be up very early on Saturday. Yeah, right. No, I understand. Uh, Eric on wheels had uh, Lane Kiffin going to Nebraska. It'll be interesting to see who gets that job. I just don't think of of the jobs that of the big Power Five jobs that are available right now, like you know Auburn and Georgia Tech is is open right now, right? And Nebraska. And it's just the Nebraska job is not the Nebraska job, and it hasn't been for quite some time. 
Not when you compare it to some of the SEC schools and even some of the other Big Ten schools. Yeah, about taking over Georgia Tech. Yeah, it, it, it would it would be over Georgia Tech. Yeah, I was just yeah. trying to think out loud the of the Georgia of uh, this power the five schools that were there. Colorado's open as well. The money that they're making in the Big Ten, I think it's absolutely a job to take. Yeah, I'm not saying it's a job to take. It's just can you can you win there like they used to be able to win there? That's that's been their problem. Well, probably probably not, but mm-hmm. like they used to win. But can they be competitive and can they be a good team in the Big Ten that's going to bowl games every year? I mean, mm-hmm. I think it's absolutely doable. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Clay is calling me wrong Hines or run for the hills, Chuck. That is, just doesn't have the same. That doesn't just have the same. Yeah, and he also said it was going to be nicer. Mm-hmm. The run for the hills weather, man, are the <laughs> ones that act like, you know, a couple sprinkles and we should shut down the city. Yeah, yeah. That wasn't Chuck there. He was Mm-mm. he was telling us it was going to be nice. Well, it's going to be nicer than it was for the KU game, KU-Texas Tech game. Uh, the airport says a high of 55 on Saturday, mostly sunny, no precip. These Debbie Downers will say anything. Uh, Chris says this. I see Matt Campbell going to Wisconsin or Nebraska, which is a better fit. Uh, I saw last night where the Wisconsin folks were going to keep their current guy, or that that's what, that's what the thought is. Okay. Uh, Bullfighter, looks like you need a different weather app. Well, I, <laughs> uh, that's that's on the list of... A long list of things that I probably need. Yeah, is a better, better weather. Great. App. Now we know the theme for Monday is going to be all weather. Highway. All the weather. All, all the weather, weather quotes. All the weather quotes. Um. So, yeah. Right. I don't. I don't know. About I can't that. force Chuck to get the weather right when not every weatherman does. So, we can get the movie quote right though. Yeah. So I don't know about the. You know, a couple of people saying that. A uh, couple of forties. Uh, uh, this uh, from the Yates Flying Center chat line is Chuck Bitter. You guys move buildings. Yes, yes, a little bit. Yes, not even a little. A little he bit. Is. Yes, <laughs> trying. I'm getting used to it. Used to does not mean you're less bitter. It just means you're bitter. Just used to it. Bitter. Bitter is a harsh word. I don't know about bitter. It's just certain aspects of the other place that were a little more convenient for Chuck. For me, right? Yeah. <laughs> for me, <laughs> but. You know, I'm in. We're we're good. <laughs> Are we? Yeah, we're good. We're good. <laughs> sure, there's a lot of belly aching going on about it. Well, trying not to. Trying to have a good attitude. I have a good attitude. I have a good attitude. Uh, the, my big question now is who's who is going to show up on Thursday? Dallas or New York? They're both going to show up, but it will be the Cowboys that beat the bejesus out of Minnesota or the Giants that lost. This past weekend. Well, can it be both? Hopefully, yeah. Can't it be the Cowboys that beat the Giants earlier in the season? Could be, yeah. 809. You've been listening to the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. For more from Lubbock Sports Station, go to double T 973.com.